next on the 5 O'Clock Report. Because it is funny. We're fighting for the very soul of our nation right now. What we're really trying to get to, building respect and care in our workplaces. Particularly fun to be a lumberjack. Now, let's go to the newsroom. Good evening and welcome to the broadcast. I'm Greg Gillespie. New numbers out on police shootings. Shootings of police. In 2022, 331 law enforcement officers were shot in the line of duty. Of those, 64 peace officers died. That's a 21% increase from a decade ago. Joe Gamaldi of the Fraternal Order of Police say that... Joe Gamaldi of the Fraternal Order of Police says those who commit crimes are getting off too often. You're no longer accountable for your own actions. So the leaders in this country from the White House on down need to understand that we're fighting for the very soul of our nation right now and we're losing. Gamaldi is the vice president of the FOP and was on Fox today. 130 nations are being represented this week at the World Economic Forum, getting underway in an alpine ski town in Switzerland. Attendance is likely to total some 2,700 political leaders, billionaires, and business representatives. The head of the World Economic Forum... The head of the International Monetary Fund says this is a unique time for people to be talking about the world. From October until now, twice downgraded our projections for global growth. I wouldn't put it out of question that there may be a further downgrade. This is the first forum since the winter of 2020, and some observers say it's losing its relevance as many countries are turning back toward more localized economy to get over problems of supply chains and economic troubles elsewhere. A former U.S. attorney says the Biden administration would do well to come clean about everything they know about the classified documents that are showing up in various places, Brett Tolman says that should happen soon. Ironically, we're sitting here um, with a president who acknowledged that if he made mistakes, he was going to own up to them. So what, what standard do we live by? Tolman was seeing a double standard after the Department of Justice was essentially weaponized against a political opponent. Now, we didn't see that happen here. Ironically, we saw it happen with President Trump, even though they were in discussions with their lawyers. And, and nine days before an election. So it, it smells funny because it is funny. Tolman was on Fox today. Adam Schiff was on ABC saying it's possible that a national security jeopardy came up because of the way President Biden handled classified documents. Schiff says the appointment of a special counsel to investigate the situation was the right move. On this Martin Luther King Day Jr., On this Martin Luther King Jr. Day, crowds gathered at his memorial on the National Mall in Washington to remember the man and his message. Martin Luther King III, the famous civil rights leader's son, was at the wreath-laying event today, saying his father's work isn't done. Our society has a lot to do for us to get to that day when peace and justice, equality and freedom exists for all humankind. Many politicians, from local governors to the President of the United States, attended special Martin Luther King Day events today. New York health officials blame fentanyl on a 27% jump in overdose deaths. Here's Sarah Lee Kessler. 
New data links four out of five drug overdose deaths in 2021 to fentanyl. There were more than 2,600 in New York City. The Bronx has a disproportionate share of overdose deaths with black communities hit the hardest. The city's health commissioner, Dr. Ashwin Vasan, says fentanyl has been the common denominator in the soaring overdose death rate five years in a row. He also says the city is seeing a huge surge in overdose deaths among people 55 to 64. I'm Sarah Lee Kessler. As parties switch majorities in multiple state legislatures and concerns over transgender sports participation divides many communities, some states are passing laws which supporters say will protect women and girls in sports. Here's Rich Thomason. A growing number of state lawmakers will address transgenderism. In 2023 in Tennessee, the Republican-controlled legislature will seek to ban sex change operations and puberty-blocking hormone treatments for children. A bill pre-filed last week in Republican-majority Oklahoma is designed to ban sex change surgery from being covered under the state's Medicaid program. The same is happening in western Pennsylvania. The Pencrest School Board has updated a policy which now bars transgender athletes who say they are now female from competing in girls' sports. By a 7-to-1 vote, the board approved a slight change in the district's policy by adding the words biological at birth before male in two instances. That same school board, which serves communities in and around Sagertown, has taken sexually explicit books out of school libraries. District resident Don Healy was going to read from one of the books at the school board meeting, but he didn't want to offend the board members. I was planning to actually read the pages of this book, but out of my sincere respect for the law, for this body, and respect for this audience, I just could not do it. My hope is that you now recognize the need for policy revision. Your current policy has left the back door open for many books like this to be recommended and approved by your trusted librarians. Healy called the school board the first line of defense and the last line of defense to protect children. Still to come on this holiday Monday, new ways to prevent sexual harassment in New York, preparations for a new Pennsylvania governor, and a tour of a town along the Great Lakes. I'm Kevin Williams, and here is your Family Life regional weather forecast. The call for tonight, clear skies followed by increasing clouds. A little light rain or a wintry mix will reach areas close to Lake Erie later tonight. Low temps, 20s and low 30s. Temperatures rising a bit overnight. For tomorrow, it's cloudy with a little wintry mix for some at the start. Otherwise, often on light rain or showers. High temps, upper 30s to the middle 40s. Wednesday is cloudy with a bit of light rain and snow and a high temperature in the mid-30s to the middle 40s. Thank you, Kevin. And now for more of what's happening where you live in Pennsylvania and New York. The New York State Labor Department has released a new recommended policy for workplaces on preventing sexual harassment. Amanda Rue is responding. She's founder of the Shift Workshop, which offers anti-sexism training. Starting with, do I respect you as a human and do I respect your pronouns? Do I respect your expression of self? And so when we start at that very basic human level, which I think is what we're trying to get to, it's what we're really trying to get to for me is building respect and care in our workplaces, first and foremost. Rue says much of sexual harassment actually boils down to an imbalanced expression of power. 
As we bring our whole selves in the workplace, we bring our trauma, we bring our work stuff, we bring our family stuff. So we're bringing our whole selves into the workplace, but we're expected to just be professional and to just show up and do that. New to this policy are specific examples of sexual harassment and harassment in terms of gender identity, plus bystander intervention methods, which were not included in the previous model, published in 2019. Tomorrow, the keys to the Pennsylvania governor's residence are handed over, and so is leadership of the state. Brandon Dixon previews the inauguration of governor-elect Josh Shapiro. Democrat Josh Shapiro will be sworn in as the Keystone State's 48th governor on Tuesday. His inauguration will be held at the state capitol complex in Harrisburg at noon. Several former governors, including Tom Corbett and Tom Ridge, are expected to be in attendance. Shapiro, who is replacing the term-limited Tom Wolf, will be PA's third Jewish governor, and it'll be the first time the Commonwealth has had consecutive Democratic governors in 60 years. The 49-year-old has chosen three Bibles for the ceremony, a family Bible, one from the Tree of Life Synagogue in Pittsburgh, and the third from a museum in Philadelphia that was carried by a Jewish soldier during World War II. Shapiro's inauguration will be live-streamed on ABC27.com. Brennan Dixon, Family Life News. Next at 5, Family Life Hometowns takes you to just north of the Niagara Falls to Lewiston, New York. Our tour guide is Mark Webster. This is Family Life Hometowns, a chance to get to know the stories behind the cities, towns, villages, and burgs that make up the Family Life listening area. We take a look at their history and learn what makes them special. Today, we spotlight Lewiston, New York. Located along the east bank of the Niagara River, Lewiston lies just north of Niagara Falls. And the way geologists tell it, those world-famous falls actually got their start at Lewiston before erosion brought them south to their current home. Tom Collister is museum curator for the Historical Association of Lewiston. He says settlements in the area go back thousands of years, but he picks up the tale for us in the 1600s. The last major group of Indians to be in Lewiston was the Senecas, who were carrying packs for fur traders, etc. And that's when the French came in around 1678. When LaSalle was looking for a place to build his boat, he sent Father Hennepin and a group of people up the Niagara River. They came up through the gully and found the Senecas moving all the fur trade goods and realized that if they could have a storehouse here, they could pretty much control all the fur trade throughout the Great Lakes right through the Lewiston area. Collister says the French started a wave of migration into the central U.S., followed by the British, who built the first railway in North America in the Niagara Gorge. Of course, friction between the Brits, the Yanks, and Native Americans eventually led to the War of 1812. Ground Zero, Lewiston. Supposedly, the first major battle of the War of 1812 was here in Lewiston. About 5,000 regular army and militias from around New York State and I think parts of Pennsylvania perhaps came up here to Lewiston to invade Queenston and work from Queenston down to Niagara-on-the-Lake under the cover of darkness through the gully, went over to Canada, climbed up the side of the escarpment and then attacked the British from above and were winning the battle, capturing Queenston. While that victory 
victory turned out to be short-lived. Lewiston's prominence hasn't been. Another major chapter in Lewiston history involves its role in the Underground Railroad. We had a lot of ways for them to escape here. We had abolitionists here. We had a station master here, and we moved slaves through Lewiston. We had the suspension bridge they could cross on. We had rowboats that they could cross on. We have a story of a man stealing a barn door and trying to uh, row himself across on that. The river is slow enough down here where someone could actually swim across if they had to. Tom Collister is the curator of the History Association of Lewiston, New York, in conversation with Family Life's Mark Webster. An extended conversation on Family Life hometowns is available on our website. The business of sports is making news. The NFL had a huge regular season based on the number of people attending games in person. The 2022 season ticket sales were the best in six years, even beating pre-pandemic numbers. 69,500 total attendance on average at every NFL stadium this year. The overall total number of tickets sold set an all-time record, 18.8 million NFL tickets. Part of that is teams scheduled an extra 17th game this year. The stock market was closed today for the Martin Luther King Day holiday. I'm Kevin Williams, and here is your Family Life regional weather forecast. Well, our entire region saw at least some sunshine today. And that was a nice change of pace for many, but we're back in the cloud cover tomorrow and Wednesday. As a weak disturbance arrives, it will also generate a little bit of a light wintry mix and some light rain. The call for tonight, clear skies followed by increasing clouds. A little light rain or a wintry mix will reach areas close to Lake Erie later tonight. Low temps, 20s and low 30s. For tomorrow, it's cloudy with a little wintry mix for some at the start. Otherwise, often on light rain or showers. High temps, upper 30s to the middle 40s. Wednesday is cloudy with a bit of light rain and snow and a high temperature in the mid-30s to the middle 40s. Thank you, Kevin. And finally at five, how do you like your job? Would you like to find one with less stress? There's a government survey that is out that says that how you do while you're at the job really makes a difference in how much you like it. Adam Van Dam talked with Compass Media about working in the outdoors is the least stressful job in America. Farmers, foresters, lumberjacks, they are outdoors. They are doing physical activity. And we find, looking at other parts of the time use survey, that all of us, no matter what our job is, no matter where we live, we are happiest when we're outdoors, when we're physically active. As a job, as a performance, it's particularly fun to be a lumberjack. Van Dam is a reporter for the Washington Post. Swing those axes, get out there, and support your agriculture. And that's the world we live in this middle day of January, January 16th, 2023, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. I'm Greg Gillespie, Family Life News.